I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, my name is James, and you are listening to The Sleep Pod. The podcast that some people have been describing as the opposite of using a peloton, but for your brain. Every episode, I make up a relaxing and frivolous story that is ideal for those times when you need a calming distraction to help you wind down. The single word that I will use as a jumping-off point of inspiration for the story has been provided to me by a mysterious hooded figure who carved the word onto the side of an antique jewellery box. And that word is chair. So get yourself comfortable, dim the lights and close the doors. Deny the existence of the outside world. And I'll begin with this episode's story. Chair. Jerry sat in his chair. It was a good chair. Quite an impressive chair. Providing whoever sat in it a high level of comfort. People from all around would come miles to visit Jerry's chair, and most of Jerry's weekdays were spent ushering in visitors who wished to try out the chair and see if it lived up to the hype. At 9.30am every weekday morning, Jerry would open his front door and greet the crowds of people who were lined up outside. The number of people who visited Jerry's chair did fluctuate quite a bit depending on the weather, the time of year, if there was any important sporting events or national holidays. 
but usually, more often than not, Jerry would be greeted by at least 50 people all lined up outside of his house. He had once made a chart to try and work out if there was a pattern in how popular visiting his chair was on any given day. That way he could preempt the amount of merchandise he may need to put out. But after a good few months of carefully charting the number and demographic group of his visitors, he decided the information was inconclusive. He quite liked the surprise anyway. Sometimes he would go through the whole week without getting more than 75 visitors. And then out of nowhere, Friday would come and there would be upwards of 7,000 people all lined up outside his house. On that particular day, Jerry's neighbours were not impressed. They had all seen the chair, and while they agreed it was pretty comfortable, it wasn't the nicest thing to look at. Not that it looked horrible, but one of his neighbours described it as appearing violently humble. It was a day like any other. The people outside were patiently waiting and they all smiled and waved as Jerry exited his house and walked down the steps to greet the person at the front of the queue. Greeting the first guest of the day with a firm handshake was a tradition that Jerry had initiated within the first month of opening his chair up for public sitting. He felt that it was important that people realise that his house was not a museum, nor a landmark. He was just a normal man who just happened to have a very comfortable chair. And he decided that shaking the first guest of the day by the hand and welcoming them into his home would set a precedent for the rest of the day and would ensure that all the guests were well behaved. 
Hello, said Jerry to the first guest. My name is Jerry. So, are you looking forward to sitting on my chair? The first guest was a nervous-looking young woman. She had clearly been waiting in the queue for hours, making sure that she got the first go on the chair of the day. She smiled and said, Yes, very much so. I've been standing here waiting since 3am. I can't wait to try the chair out. Jerry nodded. In general, this was the usual response. He did consider having some other chairs installed outside his home just to help those who had been waiting for a long time. But his neighbours complained when he brought up that as a potential idea. They weren't happy about crowds of people outside their houses in the early hours of the day. Jerry conceded on this point. It wasn't an ideal situation, but what else could he do? Jerry smiled at the woman. So, are you ready? The woman took a deep breath, looked Jerry firmly in the eyes and said, Yes, I am ready. Jerry let out a hearty chuckle. Okay then, come on in and... Welcome to my home. As the woman ascended the steps to his house, the crowd of people outside burst into joyous applause. Some people were a bit annoyed that they were the first there, but They knew that if they had wanted it more, they should have got there a little bit earlier. And that there was no one to blame but themselves. Jerry opened the door for the woman and gestured for her to enter. She was led through the hallway of Jerry's house. It was only a short hallway, with a well-worn carpet and faded oil paintings on the wall. The hallway was illuminated by quite an old energy-saving light bulb, which had not had the chance to warm up to its full luminosity yet. It's the room on the right, said Jerry as the woman approached the end of the hallway. She stopped to look at the average-sized, unspectacular door that was the only barrier 
between her and the chair. Cautiously, she reached out and touched the door handle. It was cold to the touch, and her hand recoiled. Oh, sorry, said Jerry. There's currently an electrical fault which is causing all of my door handles to be very cold. The woman looked confused. I don't understand, she said. Jerry shrugged. If I'm honest, neither do I. But I haven't called the electrician out yet, so I can't explain the situation any more than what I have done. He gestured to the door. Go on, open it, he said. I'm sorry about the cold door handle. The woman hesitated again, took in another deep breath, and reached out and grasped the door handle. This time, because she was expecting it to be cold, it didn't seem that bad. Sure, it wasn't the kind of handle that she would like to hold onto for a duration of time, but it wouldn't be too bad to use it to just open a door. And so she did. She turned the handle slowly closed her eyes and gently pushed the door open. The hinges creaked and she felt the air around her change. She took a moment, her eyes still closed, trying to make sure that her first view of the chair was unspoiled by any distractions from within. After a few seconds, she opened her eyes. The room was very bare and sparsely decorated. The walls were faded wallpaper. The occasional square, indicating that a painting or a photograph or even a mirror or some other type of wall decoration once lived there but had been moved for some reason. An impressive lighting rig had been attached to the ceiling, shining light down to a spot right in the center of the room. The carpet, faded and fraying, with a path leading from the doorway and a ring around the center spot where people had come in to do a lap of the chair before sitting down. And then there was the chair The rumours of its appearance had been true, 
Jerry was very particular about not allowing photography, worrying that if people saw the chair, they may not be too interested to actually sit on it. He was also concerned that if enough photographs were taken of it, somebody could reverse engineer the chair, which was something that could potentially jeopardize his primary source of income. The chair was wooden. The woman stood in the doorway and counted the legs of the chair. First, she saw one leg. Then, another leg, quickly followed by a third leg. She squinted at the chair. Hmm, she thought, and looked a bit harder. And then she saw it. The fourth leg of the chair. She had heard rumors that there were only three legs on the chair. Despite the vast majority of people telling her that there were four. Whether or not this was an orchestrated disinformation campaign, or if some people were just mistaken and miscounted the legs, she was not sure. But right in that very moment, she knew she could see without a shadow of doubt that the chair had four legs. Ah, said the woman. It does have four legs. Jerry laughed. Yes, he said. Always has, always will. I'm not sure where this conspiracy theory about the number of legs the chair has originated, but I would be lying if I said the whole mystery of the leg number hadn't brought in a little bit more business than before the whole thing started. The woman turned to look at Jerry. He was leaning on the wall opposite the entrance to the chair room. He smiled. Go on in, don't be nervous, he said. And the woman smiled back and took a few steps further into the room, following the wear marks on the carpet that led to the chair. In a lot of ways, she thought, it does just look like a chair. Maybe it's a bit like the whole holy grail thing from whichever Indiana Jones film had that in it. She tried to remember which specific Indiana Jones film that scene was in, but it had been a number of years since she had watched the 
original Indiana Jones films and had watched them all in one day, so they all sort of merged into one another. After a moment, she realised that she was just thinking about old films instead of really taking in the whole chair thing. So she pushed the whole concept of Harrison Ford action-adventure movies out of her head and dedicated all of her attention to the chair. The first thing that she noticed which caught her off guard was the fact that the chair did not have armrests. She conceded that armrests are not a requirement for comfortable seating, but when she tried to picture a really comfortable chair in her head, it definitely had armrests. She circled the chair, looking at it up and down, taking in every detail. There were no ornate carvings or delicate embroidery, just plain wood and plain upholstery in a hue of faded blue. The backrest seemed to be at an acceptable angle, with a big flat bit at the top, which probably had a very technical name, which only carpenters knew. She circled the chair five times, looking at everything. The direction of the wood grain, where any screws or nails had been used to construct it. But she couldn't see anything which looked out of the ordinary. It looked like just any other chair. It wasn't carved from a single piece of ivory or forged in a forge. It didn't appear as a throne or any other type of regal furniture. No, it just looked like a normal everyday chair. She reached over and placed her hand firmly on the upholstery. The texture seemed like nothing fancy, and the cushion within seemed to be fairly well balanced between firmness and softness. She was confused. Her brow furrowed, and she looked up to the doorway in which Jerry was now standing in leaning up against one side of the door hole. She had doubts and confusion. Is this really it? She inquired. Jerry smiled 
and nodded. Just take a seat, he said. She looked down at the chair and then back up to Jerry suspiciously. He chuckled. Go on. It won't bite. And then with a another deep breath, Dorman turned around from the chair and carefully lowered herself onto it. At first, it just felt like a normal chair. It was adequately supporting all of the parts of her body that any half-decent chair should do, and was starting to think, is this it? Is this all there is? But then, something happened, like a wave crashing over the rocks on a stony beach, relaxation and comfort poured over the woman, her pupils dilated, pains in her body that she hadn't really noticed was suddenly alleviated. The air seemed to develop a subtle note of sweetness. Sounds and colors became somehow more vivid and softer. She looked around the room. The once faded carpet now looked magnificent. The faded wallpaper now looked less faded. Her mind felt like it had been freed from the shackles of reality. And her hay fever appeared to be completely gone, despite the fact that it seemed to be quite bad just a few moments ago. She sat there in awe. She felt like she was being recharged, if not reborn completely. Every thought and every sensation was heightened, apart from any negative ones which seemed to be absent altogether. She moved her mouth to say something, nothing profound or even interesting, just a generic outcry of surprise and delight the words just couldn't come out. After a moment, the initial shock of the whole situation started to subside. The location of things that she had lost many, many years ago gently fell into her subconscious. An epiphany on how to rearrange her living room sprang from seemingly nowhere. And the longer she sat 
the more good ideas and revelations just flowed easily into her mind. For five minutes she sat there, taking in the whole thing. All of her friends and family who had come to visit the chair had said it was good, but none of them said it was that good. She turned to Jerry. Is it like this for everyone? She said. Jerry nodded. Yes, pretty much. Oh wow, she said. Should I get up now? Jerry shrugged. You can stay there for another minute if you want. Ideally, five minutes is usually the maximum duration for a visit, but seeing as you're the first of the day, I will be lenient. So she sat there for a little bit longer, before deciding to eventually stand up. Once she was vertical, she could feel the sensation lessen in intensity, but the vast majority of the feeling was still prevalent. She felt like she had stepped out of a sauna and then got into a steam room, but for her mind. Are you okay? asked Jerry. The woman nodded. Yes, yes I am. Thank you very much. She started walking towards the door, and Jerry took a few steps back, and welcomed her back into the hallway, closing the door to the chair room behind her. If you would like a drink or a commemorative chocolate bar, we have a lot of items in the gift shop, he said as they walked back down the hallway. Just right through here, he said, you'll find the gift shop. We sell tea towels, branded sweatbands, novelty socks, cups, plates, cutlery, pogs, a wide variety of items, all inscribed with the word chair. I doubt you will need a souvenir to remind yourself of today, but please remember, I don't charge anyone to come and have a go on the chair, so either donations or purchases from the gift shop would be greatly appreciated. They stood at the door to the gift shop and the woman nodded. She turned to Jerry. Thank you so much, she said. Jerry smiled and nodded. 
You're welcome, he said. Now, I must go and greet the next guest. She smiled and entered the gift shop. While Jerry walked back to the front door to his house and prepared to welcome in the second guest of the day. this week's story. Why not make sure you join me again next time by subscribing to the podcast. Thanks for listening, and until next time, sleep well.